welcome to the Gamers Grotto, brought to you by Doctors of Gaming, home of video game reviews and blog site with an active Discord channel. And feel free to join the community and chat while we're streaming live, usually on Tuesday nights between 8 and 9 central. We're here to scratch your gaming itch, ranging from current day consoles to games of the past. And here to bring you company is Steve. Hi, everybody. Paul. How's it going, everybody? And myself, Justin, who's doing the talking. And we are all certified gaming experts, borderline gaming hoarders. Um, And today we're going to follow up a little bit on our discussions around microtransactions, but also what you enjoy, you know, where gameplay is, and if you enjoy playing the game truly, or if you want to skip to the end. But as usual, we like to talk a little bit about what's been in our consoles or PC this week, I, I'll start things off a little differently because I know we'll be talking about this game later. So I'll, I'll kick things off selfishly with a mention of what, what's been in my uh, systems. But the Gran Turismo 7, as we as I noted, is out. That's uh, going to be a topic of our conversation. There, The servers were down last week, unfortunately. I have been pouring time into the single-player experience. If you're into cars or... Uh, at all remotely interested, I would recommend giving it a shot. If you are looking for an arcade racer, I would go elsewhere just because once you get past that initial slew of pretty standard fair racing, it moves into the more technical. And as Paul likes to attest, the tuning of the car becomes a little bit more at play. Oh, yes. So I had to I had to adjust my, my uh, Ferrari GTB 308's uh, rear camber to account for the back end getting a little too loose on my corners. So as you know, that's part of the it's part of the fun of the game. So and then in between that, I was going to say I don't know if anybody caught this or if you'd be interested. So the Grand Theft Auto that has now been released on three console generations: PS3, PS4, and your PS5 and your xbox you know your 360 one and so forth the ridiculous game that i feel like will become the new doom in another 10 or 15 years because it's just massively re-released there was a sale for ten dollars and i actually i thought it was because i owned it i couldn't i totally forgot it was a ps3 game i thought it was ps4 so i just thought it was a digital upgrade (laughs) and i was like well for 10 bucks i you know i can't say no and so I tossed some coin at it and picked it up because I, I actually admittedly played through the single player on that, both on PC and PS3, just because it's it was really enjoyable to play. It's a ridiculous game. The story's fun and, and ridiculous. And the, the game, I think it, it still holds up in the same way that GTA 3 all through the series. But it's the gameplay you know. I mean, it's nothing new. So I didn't want to report anything other than maybe if you're interested, I think $10 is well worth it if you're if you're eyeballing it. So. Now, is yeah, it still on sale for I think so. What were you saying, Steve? Uh, it's maybe a topic for a different day, but for, to me, it's getting completely out of hand. I think there were three GTAs on PS2, and GTA 5 has lasted three generations. So yeah. yes, yeah, and I, I I bought that game, um, first on Xbox 360. What year was it? Like mm-hmm. 2013 or something? A long time ago, almost yeah. 10 years ago. I think so. Oh, actually, no, I think it was earlier than was that. It yeah, like it was 20... 2012 or 2013, yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like new in medical school. We're talking about wow. 10 years after all that. 
So <laughs> how I old mean, that game that's is. Pretty so, wild. I, I mean, yeah, to put it into perspective especially helps me put into perspective. It's been out a long time and it's I definitely understand some of the community's complaints that you know, it, it's time. GTA six bring it on. But uh, I'm still surprised that they don't do the cause G, keep me honest here, I think GTA four I thought no, they did. They had expansions. I don't understand why they don't dump more story elements and downloadable content into that game because if they did do that, I think it would be, I mean, it would satisfy people like us because yeah, I think they, that's what I think they know. concentrated more on the online than the single player. I don't understand. So. I guess I'll boot it up and try because the online's free right now. I yeah, people are paying for it. But I don't know what the online is. Like, I, I don't understand what's well, the goal. Now you just go in like, lobbies and... Online, especially PC, I don't know if you can do it. I don't think you can do it on the consoles, is the role-playing servers. That's the big thing. Oh. Yeah, I think they show off their lavish um, items that they've collected. Boats and cars. And... Oh, interesting. It may be real I didn't know I'm that. Sure. I, I've only played it a couple hours. I was I gonna say I know I played trick. online, but I didn't. Oh yeah, you and I used to play online. I think a long time ago. But it was at, we played like the heist thing, yeah, right? That, Wasn't that it was like what you, the online that is was... and everything. But like for the uh, the the role playing the RP servers, you need to have uh, launched like a different. It's almost like a mod or whatever to get into the servers and stuff. So that's why I don't think you can do. Oh, it I didn't know that. Yeah, because like. Huh. You're in the RP servers. You're doing actual like uh, business transactions and stuff. Almost you 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 run a business. If you want to be a mechanic, you're gonna run a shop and stuff. So, oh, it's at literally I'm... role playing. Oh, I want to be a cop. So you got to oh. do everything. You got different things that you need to fill out and everything. It gets really intense. Wow, I'm to gonna go dabble out. online. Oh. Yeah, I'll report back what I find with that. Yeah, I've reached a point where I'm kind of like, all right, no more GTA 5 until I at least see GTA 6. Yeah. One thing with the GTA 5 releases on the uh, new generation that caught my eye, I was surprised. PlayStation, it was $10. Xbox, it was $20. Hmm. See, that's funny. My threshold for... I look at it at the cost of a nice beer if you're out. Uh, Yeah. If it's $10, I'll I'll give it a whirl. If it's $20, I don't know. I'll hold back. I'm the same way. That leads us to the the top game. So, Steve, have you been playing Lost Ark is number one? And if you have not, what else have you been playing? Okay, so I have been playing Lost Ark, but I also have been playing other games. So that finally happened. You know, I finally got the itch Mm -hmm. to kind of step away and play some other stuff. My overall playtime has been fairly light over the past one to two weeks. Uh, I haven't started my, my new job and just being kind of tired. But uh, I have been gaming. Um, so I guess I'll just start with Lost Ark. I have been playing. Yeah. So what is it like as a working person now after I really binged yeah. and went all in and, you know, and now I'm coming back to it. It's kind of like catch up on the weekends and just do a little tiny bit here and there during the week. And okay. it's been okay. It's been scratching an itch, especially like right when I get home, I'll just do something real quick. And uh, I seem to be able to relax and do that it, it does seem like you can make progress um by doing it at that rate you know of course not as fast as hmm. if you were just going you know completely all out 
but you still make progress. I think I underestimated, you know, how much the daily renewal bonuses that, you know, that come around every day kind of push you through. So you get, you get your most progress in that first hour of play anyway, is what I'm saying. Versus if you play 10, yeah, you're, you're obviously way ahead, but, um, you know, that first hour is more, much more heavily weighted towards progress. So that's good. And, did, um, did they found... institute something similar in WoW where it was the first however long you played, um, you'd get more XP than the last, I don't know, anything past a certain time limit? Um, well, WoW they... and stuff, you had rested XP, didn't you, or something? Yeah, that was yeah. a little different. That was like if you weren't on, then you signed on, and when you killed monsters, you got an XP bonus. Lost yeah. Ark has a rest bonus in the form of you get like saved up bonus rewards for particular tasks that you could do in the end game. So they're a little bit different, but those those two things uh, do exist. That I was gonna say the other game I wanted to hear back on was the new WWE game. What the verdict is on that? Yeah, I'm gonna reserve final judgment, but I have some initial initial thoughts. All right, let her rip. Uh, my first initial thought is that I do like the new controls. They're more reminiscent okay. of wrestling games of the past that I do enjoy, like N64 era. Um, and the moves, including the striking and the grappling and the you know wrestling power moves, all that stuff, yeah. they feel more impactful. They feel um, more like they have more pop to them, if you will. Okay. That makes it for more enjoyable experience. Yeah. Uh, the roster is, is very good. I liked the Legends lineup. I had all the essentials. Your, you know, Hulk Hogan, cool. Andre the Giants, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. All the essentials. Some really um, fun surprises, especially, especially the managers that they have in there. So if you if you don't know, WWE Two K Twenty Two brought back my GM mode, which was a very popular mode. I want to say in like the early two thousand ten, somewhere around that that time. Um, okay, it was the wrestling video game franchise for WWE was going pretty well. And they took it away at some point and the community has just been upset about it for years since. And they've been complaining about it for a long time. And it finally came back in this edition. And also keep in mind that we didn't even have a WWE 2K21 because of That's right. yeah. the failure that 2K20 was. This uh, game definitely seems different, and you can tell that they took a couple of years to kind of fine-tune it. I have to play it more to really give my full interpretation, but I really like it. I remember what I was talking about. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. But No, I, I wanted to see if it just yeah, passed the smell test. Cause, it did, yeah. and, and it's the, the managers. That's what I was talking about when it comes to the roster. Wait, so... When you say manager mode, I the mm-hmm. only thing I know that's similar is like if you play, like I'm familiar with the MLB the Show manager type game mode where you're picking your roster and then do you play the matches like you would? Because MLB I think is so. like it I takes haven't, you through a I season. I haven't played it uh, yet, so I'm not sure. I think so. Okay. okay. But I think you pick like a particular manager from WWE history. Um, yeah, and all those managers are available in the game to like interfere with the matches or you know oh, toss, cool. toss a chair in the <laughs> ring something. And they have some really cool ones that I've I, I'm not sure I've ever seen in video games before. Uh, people like Bob, oh. Bobby the Brain Heenan. I don't know if that 
name rings a bell to anybody, but not, not anyone me. that likes wrestling knows who Bobby the Brain Heenan is. That's a really old school name and uh, known as the Weasel. And, you know, the early first few WrestleMania days, that was towards the end of his career. And I, I was just amazed huh. to see him in a video game. It was so cool. Weird. So the lineup's I, good, I, gameplay seems good. I have to jump into it a little more, but so far, yeah, right. it passes the smell test. Cool. Well, yeah, definitely I put it on my radar. Like I said, I only followed wrestling briefly in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, and then it it, it kind of fell off my radar a little bit because I, I was tagging along with some friends who were really into it. So I only kind of got it and then obviously the n64 era of games was so popular you couldn't avoid it they were a lot of fun so that's where i all my knowledge comes from but i mean i know it's obviously very popular and still is but uh i followed the games but none of them really blipped on my radar till this one well the the failure of 2k20 couldn't be avoided because i felt like it was everywhere how terrible the game was on all the gaming sites and then this one, they were making some noise about what an improvement it was, and I'm interested in it. I, d- I definitely didn't jump on purchasing it yet, but I want to hear your review, and then obviously if there's a sale, I'm sure I, I won't resist yeah, or it. Or it might come it to Game up. Pass in a few months. Who knows? That was I, I'm keeping my fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, that's the word that I heard Pass, is it's yeah. supposed to be coming. I don't know if they've got anything set or if it's actually true, but that's what I've heard. All right. Well, that should be good. So what have, what have you been up to, Steve, or uh, Paul? If Steve, if you're done. Yeah, no, the only other game that I played, just very quickly, um, my wife and I had started the original Legend of Zelda together. I played it in the past, oh, just never excellent. actually beat it. We start, we, you know, excellent. we come back to it every so often. We started it a while ago, but we picked it back up, and um, I, we played through the sixth out of eight dungeons, so we finished the sixth. Nice, sixth very dungeon. nice. And it was it was a fun one. I mean, that game's amazing. What, what what else can I say about it? Go ahead. That's exciting. You know, I've never beaten that original Zelda. Yeah, we're getting pretty close. We just got two dungeons yeah. left, and and Ganon. Oh, that's cool. I don't necessarily know if Ganon's in that eighth dungeon or if it's like a separate dungeon. But, yeah. I mean, we have like the power glove, the you know main sword, master sword, whatever it's called. Um, mm-hmm. All the major upgrades. It's just a few more dungeons, but. Just what cool. a what a total masterpiece that game is. I you you uh, reminded me I need to get a carpet in my game cave and I always wanted to get the map of Zelda oh, yeah. as a carpet. You know, nice. that's always an cool. interesting art piece that. Uh, yes, yeah, that the would grid. The whole, yeah, the grid. It's so perfectly gridded it's out. Very gridded. Cool. Uh, yeah, but I need one, so maybe that I'll have to hunt one down. Yeah, but that's it for me. So, Paul, what's going on with you? Cool. So, in the last two weeks since we last recorded i mean i had a lot of time on my hands still so i've been all mm-hmm. over the board with stuff playing um got right. played a little bit of lost ark um i'm starting to dial it back uh down like steve is doing and everything i'm nowhere near where steve is but <laughs> there's just other things that i'm trying to get playing um yeah but still enjoying it uh did some halo infinite multiplayer i mean that's always a uh, Nice. A good staple. Yeah. Um, also played some stuff that's not been on uh, that I've never played before. Um, I played Firewatch, which is oh yeah. yeah, I really liked that game. It was it's first different. person, right? Yeah, it's first person, but it's mm-hmm. like cartoony style graphics and everything, and I, I mm-hmm. liked it. Um, it 
you can probably do it in maybe like four to six hours. So you could do it in a weekend if you wanted to. It's not. It's what's the? Can you give a quick summary as to what the? Because isn't it? A, it's it's an objective based thing in the forest. It's, like, what it is it is you are you took a break from your wife. She's got dementia. I think it was dementia. So she moved back to her folks in Australia. Where, so you're in Wyoming, Colorado or whatever. So for the uh, yeah. summer, you decided to volunteer to be a fire watch up in the tower. Interesting. And okay. Okay. It turned basically things start happening and you're trying to figure out why they're happening and then fires are starting. So it's, it's sort of like a mystery style first person game and i like that i liked how they told it and everything hmm. so oh interesting cool so it's uh so it's kind of a it's an i would say a story based yeah it, it's it's straightforward uh, like story yeah. and everything okay. um interesting but besides that i went back to some escape from tarkov got aggravated with that um <laughs> got actually access to the cycle frontier which is running a I think it's final closed beta. Yeah, I heard about this. A lot of the big streamers are playing this. Uh, yeah, it's it, a first-person shooter, right? Yeah, it's well, yes, yes, and it's got some third-person aspects to it. It's along the lines of like an Escape from Tarkov, where you get thrown in with a bunch of other people, and if you die, you lose your stuff unless you insure it or whatnot. Oh, but, so it's borrowing from Tarkov in terms of penalties for losing. But yeah, and I mean, there's been other accessible. games that have been doing that. And it's I really haven't gotten too much time in it because when I've actually been trying to play, there's actually been some very long queue times to just get into the normal server. So they're a little overloaded with that, especially when you're trying to get in, on at night. So I'll, I'll report back on it more when I actually get hands-on but you can still get the uh access to the beta by watching twitch streamers and everything and i think it's going until like march 5th or i mean uh april 5th so oh i take a look. i always feel like any one of those games that tend to make a little noise with the streamers i feel like the popularity um will keep them alive a little bit longer than some of these games that maybe yeah like I don't know. I think of a good example. Like there was a game on Steam that me and my friends thought was great. It was called Battalion 1942. It was a first-person shooter that harkened back to like the original Call of, Call of Duty 2. I'm sorry, it's a better era um, of like your first-person world World War II based shooters. Mm -hmm. And they used they wanted it to be more you know very skill based. So they got rid of all that XP boosts and all that other stuff. Uh, and attachments on your weapons and it was it's a sound game at least i thought it was and the community didn't grab onto it and it just dissipated into nothing but um when i hear games that are popular with the streamers i go well there's probably some hope if the game's good so yeah, yeah i think, it looks like I it think should be definitely good. I, I think it definitely helps games when streamers like hype it up but i've also yeah, seen yeah. it where they they hype it for a week and everybody's talking about it then they move on to the next game and the game's just dead you know like, yeah, that's the other thing that can happen. Yes. Yeah, so, I. Uh, so speaking of the latest and greatest things, I thought that might be a good segue into. Well, I just want to say the the PlayStation State of Play. They had a number of announcements. Um, I'm gonna cherry pick the ones that we can speak to. So there may be some that that maybe we couldn't 
you know, add any value to, but there's some headlines that came out of this that I think are worth noting. I'm going to start with the two that are uh, probably more PlayStation Sony focused, and then I'll move to one that I think is a little bit bigger for the um, for the wider audience and also other platforms. But the first one that really caught my eye that I think deserves some attention is the Returnal Ascension update. They're going to add a co-op and Tower of Syphus mode, I believe is the, maybe Sisyphus. I'm pronouncing that correctly. Sif- it sounds like they're saying syphilis. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, uh, so the tower just to, of syphilis? <laughs> Yeah, that's how I was like. That's gotta be. I'm gonna buy it. That's a, for sure. Yeah, let me buy. It. Yeah, <laughs> buy it or catch it. Uh, the uh, so the game uh, Returnal. Uh, just to give everybody a you know idea of what it is. So it's a it's a third person. Uh, it's roguelike, but it it borrows from games like a shmup. So there's uh, shooting patterns of the enemies. And you explore outward. Obviously, the further you go, you'll find certain attachments and improve your ability as you move through. And you'll continue to wake up in this crashed, crashed spaceship. And uh, it's been uh, tossed about that a co-op would be awesome. So it looks like they're going to give that. And then this tower mode, I'm not quite certain exactly what that is yet. Um, but my only assumption is that it's probably going to be uh, way, you know, a different, more creative way to play the game with waves of enemies. Uh, but I'm more interested in the co-op because I think the game by itself is is fantastic. But anytime you add co-op to those roguelike games, I think it just it it makes them that much better to play. And I I think of the other games that I play. Uh, Tower, I think. Well, Tower Falls not is that a rogue one? Um, I'm thinking of Gundam uh, is a good one. Warframe. That's the other one I was playing with Brand, my brother. I can't think of it. Warframe. Uh, chil- children of uh, Children of Mana, or ch- uh, not Children of Mana. Yeah, Morta. Morta. Children of Morta. Morta God. Yeah. Uh, really God. Yeah, that. that one was. That one was a lot of fun with uh, with two of us. But yeah, doctors, uh, really good PS5. Doctors of Gaming got a review code for Children of Morta before it was really a well-known game oh but uh really that was one of our nice. little, little gems but uh yeah heard really good things and returnal was a game that i've really meant to play over the past year or so just haven't gotten around to it so maybe with this news i'll, I'll revisit it, pretty sure i have a physical copy because i had meant to yeah, play yeah i was gonna there was nothing it was one of the games that was on the ps5 that i felt like i just did not get the hype i thought it should have gotten but i feel like i heard a lot about um, it it was for a brief period of time until something else came along. Now you never hear about it anymore until this new news. I know. Man. So hopefully that'll be that'll be good. And then the other one that I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see being brought back is the Valkyrie Elysium, which is uh, there's Val not to be confused with. Now this is not to be confused with the tactical Curia Chronicles, which is a different game. This is Valkyrie Square Enix owns this one, uh, and it's a side-scrolling RPG. I played one of the remakes. They were PS1 title, or there was at least a PS1 title that I played that was remade or re-released on the Vita, and it was it was fun, challenging. I'm not. It's been a long time since I played that, so I, it sounds like they're going to have something that's very similar, updated graphics on this, so they're not doing you know a sprite-based re-envisioning or anything like that. I think there was 
a quick, you know, they had some cinema that or cinematics that played. Also, I saw some battle sequence, so it's action-based, so it'll be, I'm assuming it'll be different than your turn-based Square Enix games. I'm thinking it'll probably strike some balance between, you know, updating or upgrading your character, but also, you know, not quite like a Bayonetta, if that makes any sense. So it's not a Twitch-based uh, action RPG, but more of, you know, upgrade your gear, and then you've got a number of moves and magic you can you can do. So we'll see. But that that one I thought was caught my eye because I felt like I haven't seen that franchise since probably PS2. I think had a version of it that I didn't I didn't play that one, but I know that it may have existed. I don't know. Did you guys ever play these? No, I I have not. Huh? I feel like I've heard of it, but you may be right. I may be thinking of what is it about. Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah, yeah that might be what I'm thinking of. That Sega owns that one, and that's yeah. That those are very, well. The first two were very good. I'm not certain. I saw another one released, but it didn't get very good reviews. But the first one I recommend. It's a PS3. It's out on. I think most of the platforms have it now. But it's if you like uh, if you like stuff like Fire Emblem or Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's not quite as uh, I would say not quite. A, I mean, there's still story elements, but it's not as heavy as. Um, Is it a grid Fire based, Emblem? Grid based RPG. Yeah. Oh, then I'll love it. Yeah. 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 It's a and the visuals are very nice. It is. It's a beautiful game, and it it's they have really good sound too. I I thoroughly enjoy that game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will. Um, there aren't a lot of grid based RPGs that come out regularly. Fire Emblem's mm-hmm. always kind of around every gen. For Nintendo, but um, you don't come across these too often, and I really like them. No. I, I really do. It for me, it started with a randomly with a game called Enchanted Arms on Xbox 360. Oh. Yeah, nobody knows about this game, but it's so good. Well, wait, is that a sequel to? Was there a, a predecessor in that series or no? I actually, don't know. I'd have to I was look like, it up. Because I, you should look it up. Because uh, it's funny you mentioned that because there was one. I felt like there was like a few, but they were always like cult classics. Like it was always a group of people that were really enthusiastic. Wow. Like I went on a, you won't. there's a Kickstarter one that I backed uh, on Steam and I actually haven't played it yet. And I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but they said it was like Tactics, the Final Fantasy Tactics, which I thought was, um, I thought that game was great. I cannot believe this, um, but apparently Enchanted Arms was developed and published by From Software. No really? shit. It's, wow. just a, it's a grid-based tactical as i would call it rpg and it was very good it was probably it might it may have been my first like grid based rpg and it was just so good no and it really got way. me into the whole concept it was on 360 and i just rented it by chance and i was like hooked i loved it it was one of the no first 360 way. games i played yeah and i, I can't believe That's it i didn't cool. even know from software existed back then this game came out yeah 2006 wow. pretty much right wow. when the 360 came out itself it was on ps3 as well apparently but uh i just you know did a quick search and i'm amazed i had no idea that that was a from software game this was before their um dark souls time but uh wow. excellent very underrated game That's i do have cool. a physical copy uh proud to say because i really enjoy this one it's gonna say i was i was gonna see if it works on uh oh it does oh maybe not I was trying to see if it works on my backwards, if it's backwards compatible on my. It is. Is it? All right. Wow. wow. 
Yeah, I'll put it on my list. A from yeah. Software Tactical RPG that nobody knows. Why does it say... Oh, this must be wrong. The wiki is saying it was published by... Or was it developed by Ubisoft? That's weird. Um, Publisher in the West was Ubisoft. Well, the developer oh, period gotcha, anywhere gotcha. was from software. I see it. Okay. Yeah, from software, Ubi. Yeah. That is fascinating. Cool. It can be had very cheap. It looks like eBay. It looks like you can get it for like 10 bucks. Very cheap. Very Pick that up. That's my that. $10 mark. $10. See? Going back to my $10. There you go. So... Going back in time, here's the other announcement. Now, this is this will bridge the gap from Sony onto other platforms. So, uh, the other big announcement that I, th- guys, keep me honest on this one. I think it dropped on Sony first, and then it was announced on the other platforms. So, there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kawabunga Collection, and I think this is ripe for the Switch. Okay, I, this might just be my own opinion. But so listen to this lineup of games that they have for this. I'm just I'm gonna go down these because I I want to hear your reaction to these because I think they I think they hit them all. So we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade, Turtles in Time Arcade, the Ninja Turtles Original. We're talking OG Nintendo game that's hard as hell. Then we also have Turtles 2 the arcade game Nintendo. Then they've got Turtles 3 the Manhattan Project. The Nintendo version. This is where it gets really exciting. Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, the Nintendo version, also the Super Nintendo version, and the Sega Genesis version, which, as a nerd, know that all of those are very different because I remember there were publications and they talk about the differences. So I got very excited with that. And now we got a real banger. We got Turtles in Time, Super Nintendo, the Hyperstone Heist, which is the Sega Genesis version. Fall of the Foot Clan, which is on the Game Boy, Back from the Sewers, and Radical Rescue, both of which were Game Boy titles as well included in here, and not to be overlooked by what you can play online, which includes, just to reiterate, the arcade can be played online, Turtles in Time, the arcade can be played online, Hyperstone Heist can be played online, and the Tournament Fighters, it looks like all versions can be played online. So... I was when I saw this. This was like a nostalgia, like brain explode. When I saw it, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna put the you know just like Turtles in Time and maybe maybe I don't know maybe the arcade version." Yeah, they, they threw a there lot was, into that. Wow. I mean, yeah, this game. Amazed. I they really. I am surprised. So the Game Boy ones. What I find most interesting is my brother. I don't have my carts out in front of me. We played, I believe it was the Fall of the Foot Clan, maybe that original one. We played the living hell out of that as kids. And I just thought, I mean, it was a fine game. It wasn't groundbreaking or anything. But I think it'll be great to have it all in one package. And, I mean, I think I think it's a no-brainer for me. It's a Switch game because I can bring it on the go. And we can, I can, my, you know, again, I'm thinking of, like, my brother. We can just, at a moment's notice, just pop it open and play Tournament Fighters or something. So, Wow. Super cool. I think it's unusual when um, these collections, they bring in games from all these different consoles. I think they did that with the Castlevania, but I don't think yes. Castlevania had any of its handheld. There's... No, they they had that like Son of Dracula oh, that or one. something. Yeah, it was right? like a GBA one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dracula Jr. or whatever it is. That's right. Yeah. And they did do it. So maybe this is the norm, but. Nonetheless, it, this Konami cool. too, by the way, speaking oh, of, so, okay, so that would make sense. That does make yeah. sense. Yep. 
It's, it's nice to see that they've got the three different versions of the one that you can play all three different versions. They just I didn't mean, stick with the one version from one of the yeah, consoles. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like oh, you only get tournament fighters. The I don't even know if there's an arcade version of it. Uh, when does this come out? No, so I cannot find a date. It just says 2022. So I'm. Uh, I mean, this could be one of those weird things where they just all of a sudden drop it, <laughs> or it'll be one of those where it's like, well, digital comes out now because the physical is going to be what everyone's going to be clamoring for. This might be one of those things that's going to be a. I'll have it on the Switch, but I might end up getting it. Yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, this should be really good. So, And I, I have to say, the other the icing on the cake for me in this package, though, if I were to say the nice little surprise in there, is the arcade, the actual arcade version of the Turtles, the co-op experience. Having that on a home console, you know, we emulate it and everything, but it's nice to have it there. You know, you have some friends over, pop that in. I think that'll be good. So... But yeah, that was, I mean, as far as the Sony announcements for the state of play, those are the ones that were the, probably the ones that stood out to me on that list. Was there any that you guys saw that you wanted to hit on? Because I didn't, I mean, a few of these, it's it looks neat, but I don't know enough about them to talk about. Same, that, which makes me wonder, are these all new, yeah. like, IPs? A lot of these? Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, is you can actually pre-order this right now on Amazon. But there's just, oh there, the turtle one yeah but there's still no set time it's just sometime in 2022 but you can pre-order it uh, from what I'm seeing I like Amazon because their pre-orders they don't charge it till it ships so I don't feel as bad I just glancing over uh, the other note I was gonna make here is it does look like there's a few new IPs uh, like this Exo Primal which looks like a mech based. Mm like team-based thing mech i'm a game. sucker for mech mech looking games but i mean it looks like they got some new stuff coming out so i think it's just a you know i'll probably i'll keep an eye on it but i think sony the one that i haven't heard anything about that i was really interested in is the cat one i think it's is it called feral maybe what's the i'm not sure the name the name what you said for the name sounds familiar, stray but stray I'm, okay it's stray it's that's the one that they had on the PS5 reveal. They had a trailer on the dashboard of the PS5 for a number of time, and I've seen it's been removed. But that one I thought was on the horizon like in the next year or so, but I haven't seen anything. They're still saying release date 2022, but you're just a cat wandering around a dystopian world of robots instead of real people. So uh, Sounds like the movie Wall-E. Cool. Yeah, it actually... That's really, uh, that's a good, that's what I, that's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. Like post, it's, post-apocalyptic. Uh, uh, but it's a, it's, it's like, it's, um, robot world. Yeah. Uh, nice. And at the end you learn, you know, human emotion is what's important, you know? So. Yeah. All so I'm seeing for that is it's still saying early 2022. So, yeah. I mean, we're already that almost a quarter one. of the way through. So what their yeah. conclusion yeah. for early is, I'm not sure what's uh yeah what's going on there but i so i think the one thing i wanted to touch on and this is a little bit of a follow-up from our past episodes was so this past week with sony again this is a lot of playstation talk i mentioned gran turismo 7 at the at the top of the episode and what i wanted to kind of touch on briefly get your guys feelings on is so gt7 released and they had the option to top off your credits your in-game credits with real currency so you could buy 
you know, just at any time, throw in a few dollars and get, you know, 10,000 credits to get that car upgrade, whatever it is. And so what they recently did was all, obviously the community identified which events you could do that would earn you the most credits. And there was an update that was released. Uh, servers were down for a day, which sucked because you couldn't even do single player. That's a whole nother debacle. But uh, that aside, they essentially nerfed all of those events. So you're earning, I'm just going to say, uh, there's a few that fall under it, but you earn basically roughly half the amount of credits. So it then doubles the amount of time you have to spend to earn those credits. Yep. And the backlash from the community has now tanked all of the Metacritic reviews from the community down to one of the lowest that Sony's seen on any of their first party releases. I think it was sitting around three out of 10 mm. was the last time I checked. And they are up against this backlash of the community saying it's too much time to grind out these credits to get, you know, to the complete the end game and earn all these unique cars and legend cars that are of high value. They're forcing the hand of, of consumers to then spend more money to get the credits because it's unrealistic to think that you could race for however long you have to to earn those credits. So there's two issues at play here. One is obviously the microtransactions changing the landscape of how these games are created because uh, the, the allegation is that they're making the games fully knowing that they want to charge for this end game content without explicitly saying you have to pay for this end game content. And then the second argument, which I bring up, is that I think the community, if they enjoyed playing the game or enjoying the journey, as I like to say, they wouldn't be as rushed to get upset about how much time they have to spend to get this credit in game. So I don't know what, what your feelings are, but I think that if the game, I'm just saying, if you had to spend 10 hours on a game and you knew it was going to take 10 hours, uh, there's games that come to mind that I've put off back on the shelf or got rid of because I'm three hours in. And it's just not enjoy. I'm not enjoying the experience and I want to get rid of it. If someone told me if you pay another $5, we'll get you to six hours ahead in the game so you don't have to work in between, I'd go, well, then the game's really not that much fun if, if you're doing that. So I, that's the angle I've been kind of taking. I don't know what your thoughts are because, you know, Steve, with your Lost Ark experience and then uh, Paul, I know you were going to mention like Forza does a similar mechanic well in the forza, and why is that different in the the original the older motorsports they did have the whole where you could buy car tokens or whatever they said for real money so you could buy an actual you could use that instead of in-game currency um yeah but the thing that i i mean i'm agreeing with you too because it puts this puts like a bad taste in your mouth almost um mm -hmm. the thing is what this is going to do i foresee is it's going to scare people away, especially your newer people playing. Your diehards who have been with the series for forever, I mean, they're going to still play it because it's a Gran Turismo game. They've been through from the beginning. They're, they're playing it because they know the potential that each of these games have. But this, when someone new picks this up and sees, hey, I'm going to be X amount of hours in it now, it's going to scare them away. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to ask for a refund or I want to return this and stuff. That's yeah. going to be, I think their major bashback uh, from this, but I mean, am I surprised that they're nerfing some things? No, because I mean, every mm. game you're going to have, especially if it's online or stuff like that, you're going to have the updates that change stuff because I mean, they might not have realized that when they developed it, okay, this should take X amount, but then people find a way to, 
make it easier to gain it. Like Forza Horizon 5 had an issue, and I believe Gran Turismo did too, where there was a certain race that you could do, and then you could do something with your controller, like put a rubber band on it or something. Mm-hmm. So for and then just leave it and go and do something. Uh, they they they're yeah. called like an AFK, uh, AFK glitch or bug or whatever, and you, yeah. you you set your controller down and an hour later you come back you have two million credits so i understand where they're making some of these adjustments to combat that because you do that and just get two million credits in two hours it it goes the other way where it makes the game a little too easy which makes it seem not as fun not as enjoyable at least in my eyes yeah but i'm also coming from the car perspective car owner car who loves modifying yes enthusiast that's the word so i'm coming from that aspect too so these nerfs though they they weren't so random or coincidental right they they came right after they introduced microtransactions to the game correct and they that is a really important thing to know they both offer tokens essentially like in-game tokens yeah, it's in-game tokens. So yeah, they they the ability to buy the credits wasn't open until this update dropped. So they, I mean, the assumption is here, and this is not backed by any facts that I'm aware of, is that they watched how players were behaving in the game because you have to be online 100% of the time. And then they made adjustments to the events that were most likely seeing the most traffic, or they just probed the you know, the popular online sites to see what those methods were that people were using yeah, it's, it's, or in conjunction of the two. But yeah, it definitely it's was not a, a coincidence. That's that's pretty yeah. uncanny timing. And um, yeah, there's no hiding that. So I, I'm not sure this is just a case of, you know, the games nerf things. I think this sounds to me yeah. like it's a pretty intentional way um, of getting people to pay more money. And I can see why that has upset the community because that's going back to what I've mentioned before on this topic and why I'm, I'm not a big pay-to-win fan, even though, yes, I play Lost Ark, but that's a different con- different topic. Somewhat. That's a different concept, though. Like, I would still say that the Lost Ark thing is that they are they're creating a the MMO model that we've accepted is that if you want a game to continue to have content, you have to pay someone to make the content. So instead of a monthly subscription, they created a objects in game that you buy to fund that model, right? Yeah. And then the and that's that's where I would say that this is different because I based on the track record of driving games, I understand there's content, but let's be honest here, it's not the same as adding a this is terrible. I'm just saying from a consumer standpoint, I would say looking at getting additional cars is not the same as getting additional content in an RPG. Well, yeah. I mean, not. it's not I mean, there's 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 bigger things at play and that's why again, I kind of go back to this concept of like enjoying the journey like the car game a car driving simulator game is vastly different than these larger scale RPGs because of the amount of variables cuz the 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 car game like I'm sure people would pay for additional content, but it's not the same as receiving regular updates. And, you know, the physics of how tires are inflated or deflated is not going to change enough that you should be, you know, dumping a monthly fee into well, it. I, I don't yeah, know. I'm, on that also is with yeah. the car games, especially Turis- Gran Turismo 
and like the Forza Motorsports, not Horizon, your yeah, your only content is gonna be cars basically because yeah, it's not like you're unless they uh, didn't add a specific track in and they're gonna make it DLC. Most of these games come with the set tracks and they don't release additional tracks because they're real world tracks. It's not like you can go out and yeah. make up this track and everything. They're going off of actual real world Which, content. But see, then that just begs the question of like, could they do original tracks and content? Yes, 100%. I, I think they could. And they could do what like Mario Kart just did, right? They go, hey, tell you what, you pay us 25 bucks. Here's our release schedule. This is what we've got on the timeline. If you want more of this game, here's what you have. Like maybe they do that at Gran Turismo. They're like, hey, look, guys. We're trying to get money here, and here's our con- here's our roadmap. You like this roadmap? Then contribute to the cause. And I think enough people would buy credits to fund that model or feel better about it. Yeah. I know I would, because I-, I mean, you know, from Gran Turismo's release history, like they, if you look at, you know, Sport had a lot of updates to it, but if you look at five and six, I mean, they didn't add massive amounts of content. Like I would say, the Forza. Forza Horizon series has had a pretty good track record on their last uh, their last game in the series. The one that just came out hasn't been out long enough. But there's a ton of content. But that was you bought the pack, like you yeah, bought the, car the fifteen packs. twenty dollar add on, yeah, and you got the tracks and the island and all this other content. Um, but I, it's an interesting. It's also really uncharted territory. I, I would say too. So this might be another case of horse armor two point Wherever there's all this pushback and they just have to kind of tweak their model i think it was too much too soon to be honest i I think they should have let the release window a little bit longer because it was only two weeks yeah yeah like ease into it a little bit guys don't you know i was i mean i was surprised to see any major updates um you know aside from bug bug fixes uh, immediately, but yeah, you expect those major updates for for the bug fixes and everything, not huge content changing uh, yeah. stuff. It definitely has uh, it. It sets you up to kind of pause for a minute, but it's. Uh, I mean, the game itself, it's the driving part of the game is what's enjoyable. So I would say if you enjoy driving games, I mean, I wouldn't say not to buy it because of this microtransaction yeah. hoopla. I would say there's plenty of game. To play an experience. And that, and that brings me um, into the other yeah. part of this that you were talking about, where the other part is, well, why do you want to rush through this anyways if it's enjoyable? And yeah. I, which I understand what you're saying on that. I think it's, it's in this situation where they've purposely made it so long on purpose, like directly connected to the credits that you need to turn in to... to whatever buy new cars or whatever have you that makes this a little bit different people that are weary about the long journey i I get it to an extent i guess where i draw the line is if if they truly did make it so long that like less than one percent of players let's say end up with these final cars then at what point do we take a step back and say well they're just manipulating the players to to just open up their wallet that's a good point Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's a fine line there between gamers being impatient and just wanting to rush to the end that exists and them just setting the bar so high that it's basically unattainable i 
I think it comes down to like what percent of players could actually get there without cracking their wallet open. If it, if it's you know, yeah, let's say under ten percent, something like that. I, I think that that's pretty <laughs> egregious. Yeah, you know, definitely under five percent. Any anything under one percent, I think, is absurd. Um, so so it depends. I was going to say the other thing too, and this goes back, this could be an episode in itself as well, is um, there's some talk around this, and this is the concept behind the Souls games and games like uh, Super Meat Boy, is where the repetition of playing, you as an ind- like as a human being, level up in the game, not the game itself. So in Gran Turismo, for example, although you might want to get that rare car, all that time you spent to get that rare car you're improving your skill in the game like it's uh, the the game itself like i know racing games you know we can say it's all left turns but these tracks are very intricate like there's a lot of memorization that takes in there's assists that as you get better you want to turn off the assist so you become a better driver and and it's i mean there's there's a value to playing for that huge absorbent amount of time to get to that you know whatever that trophy is you want to get at the end of the road so i think the other backlash is like they you don't get that dopamine hit as you level up you know in other games that give you that like call of duty where it's you get the level up and unlocks every single match even if you suck whereas this game your leveling up isn't happening on screen so it's a little old school in that regard which actually it's kind of goes to what i always felt gran turismo was and it's the the video the the video game the old school method to video games in terms of it's a very structured linear driving game it doesn't take a lot of risks whereas i feel like a game like forza they do add a lot of extra variables for a driving game that make the game kind of ridiculous like you're the two it does let you crash and smash up your cars it lets you dry you know it lets you put weird things on cars where it shouldn't exist and it lets you kind of break the game whereas gran turismo is a little more strict on you only allow these certain body kits you can't crash the cars you do or don't allow cockpit views it's very you know they stay very strict so i mean at the end of the day i mean it gives us if nothing else it gives us another simcade for the for the council players but but yeah it'd be interesting i wish we had visibility to those those stats you mentioned steve because if we could see like what percentage you can see with trophies but i would love to see the percentage of players you know that i guess we could do with trophies because it does give you a trophy for the card they're rare yeah Yeah. if it's really low and i feel like i might well on the other hand too you you do want it to be pretty low if it's that hard to get you know you don't want the hardest challenge to be you know a cakewalk so I, I honestly don't know That's where true. that percentage lies, but I think that there is a fine line between just setting the bar too high and just making it unnecessarily super long simply for a money grab versus rewarding yeah. the dedicated players. There's such a fine line there, and I don't know where you draw it. But I, I think just the timing that happened with, with the nerfs in this case is pretty condemning for the developers here. So I, I can totally understand why the community's lashed out. And because, it, you know, if the community doesn't speak up on these kinds of things or take a stance on these things, it'll get out of control. It'll be next level. Oh. $10. Okay, you want to play level three? $20. Yeah. $20, yeah. You know. And then these, 
it's all the if we have too many people paying it then it ruins it for all of us it can, it can get out of control quick so i'm yeah. i'm happy that at least there are some people out there that are keeping the market in balance put it to you that way yeah keep it like us well as we fast approach our 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 hard stop limits here so steve can get some sleep and i can also check on the noise upstairs uh, as i've i've been there uh, we've got some releases. I'm going to do something a little different this week. I'm just going to hit on the releases that we might be able to say a little something about. So I'll, I might skip over a couple. There's a couple here that I wanted to mention. Uh, there is one that caught my eye called Kraken Academy. And it's a over-the-top RPG where you play a student at a school called Kraken Academy. And the only thing I can gleam from what I've played of the demo on the Switch, which you can get, and it's on Game Pass is that you, there's a giant kraken in a school that seems to control things. It looks like it has some sort of wacky narrative and RPG elements. The animation looks good, but I have no idea if it's a good game. So, Who cares? There's I a mean, kraken in a school. It's a kraken. <laughs> That's all I said. It was like a Who kraken in a school. Good? So if it comes out on the Switch and on this week, at the end of this week, but definitely something to put on your, on your to-do list. And then while we're talking uh, Switch, there's a couple of other announcements before I go into the other one. So Rune Factory 5, which I, God, I hope I'm not wrong in this. Uh, it's a, it was a mobile game, right? And it's a port over to the Switch? Which one? I should probably check that. Rune Factory 5? That I'm not sure. We have Switch down. Oh. Not sure, though. Well, let me take a quick peek here. Um, yes, role-playing Oh, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Scratch that. It's an RPG on the Switch. It is not what I was thinking it was. But uh, it's a far, It's a role-playing sim. And, yeah, it's a farm. farming sim is the focus of it. So could be good. We'll see. But that was one of the big Switch releases that I saw came out. And then the other one coming is Kirby and the Forgotten Land on the Switch. The demo's out. Uh, give it a shot. Seems a little too easy for my liking, which I know the Kirby games tend to be in the beginning. So it's got pretty good visuals as expected, but it's a 3D Kirby. So when I say 3D, think like Mario Odyssey or you know Mario 64's type. So we'll see if that one uh, has any good. I'm going to wait and look at some reviews and see what the further game is because there is co-op, so it, it could be fun. That's one I'll just play blind. I don't need to read reviews, nothing. I just know I'm going to play it. Oh, the you just know Kirby? I just know that I'll play it. I love... I mean, I'm not going to... Yeah, I was going to say, first-party first Nintendo, I'm pretty much... I'm always sold for those. Same. Although, never never forget Mario Golf, okay? That was a bad first-party release. Oh, I'll never release. forget so, the pain just, you went through. Just saying. Mario yeah, Golf. I don't want to... That was rough. And the other mention, there's uh, the other mention I was gonna say was this Tina, a Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is a Gearbox release, uh, which borrows from uh, your Borderlands, is what I was gonna say. It has similar art style to Borderlands. I did not dive too deep, other than that there's you've got crossplay. It's in the vein of Borderlands. So I think if you like Borderlands, which is like a looter shooter, first person, had good weapon variety, fun visuals, funny narrative from what I recall, and usually runs pretty well, I'd say, across platforms. And it's pretty amazing. They've brought it to uh, the Switch. Uh, but this game here, 
I don't think it's not slated for release on the Switch right now, but it hits on your uh, PS3, PS4, PC, obviously, and then both your Xboxes. And the crossplay is a big selling point. So you know the community will be big, and there'll definitely be a lot of people after that. So that's that's going to be a. I think that's one to keep your eye on because they'll be. Uh, it'll be very popular. But any other releases that you guys saw you wanted to talk about? Those are the ones that that uh, that perked my interest. Nothing that'll top uh, Kraken. And yeah, Kraken Academy is my win for the week. And I did want to mention Paul. You said the release date for the Halo series on Paramount Plus. If you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you get a 30-day free Paramount Plus. Halo series drops this week. Drops the Could 24th. Be good. You can get the Paramount yeah. Plus uh, 30 days starting tomorrow. The one catch is you get the 30 days. That only gets you, I believe, five of the nine episodes. So you'll still need to, if you want to continue the series purchase an additional month which i mean i currently subscribe it doesn't bother me but i can understand them doing that they're they're trying to get people to watch it so then they can boost boost their sales and stuff so they're very very confident that the first couple episodes will hook you because i you know and the the other thing to note this is only for the 30 day uh trial is only for people who have game pass ultimate you need to have that's, Game Pass Ultimate. The, yeah. Is it also if you're an existing Paramount, you can't scoop in at a free month? That you I'm be not new... sure. I think I think it's only for mm. new, probably new subscribers. But don't quote okay. me on that. All right. All right. I got it. Paramount Plus for. I got it briefly for I think maybe Picard or something was on there. I can't remember. You what might I be able to like resubscribe with it, but if you currently have a subscription, mm. I don't think you can put it on top no. of that. But don't quote me. Maybe you can. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, we'll report back. Well, I can guarantee that one of either you or I will talk about the Halo series next week. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. If that if that releases, we'll have to report back. That does it for this week. And if you're listening, this is uh, this is coming out on Saturdays. So always take a look Saturday, uh, Saturday mornings. You should see a new episode drop. Just to kind of go through our, our show notes, if you keep an eye in there, you can click on the link to watch the Twitch streams. Both Paul and Steve will be live streaming this as I mentioned at the top. So if you want to harass us during recording, you can check that out. And we're slowly moving into the social media space. I think we have enough episodes now, guys. I'll set up some sort of splash page on the social media flavor of the month, whether that's, you know, MySpace or uh, GeoCities, whichever one you're popular on. And uh, But, yeah, that does it for this week. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. everybody.